So let's get the show on the road. So there are nine types of real estate agents that I've uh, analysed in qualities that uh, you're going to be able to relate to. So hi to everyone and hello Manos. And may I actually, before we start off with, let you know that Manos and Maria from EVU together with me next Tuesday at 10 a.m. for 90 minutes, because it's the new financial year coming on, we are going to work with you and it's going to be led by Manos, who's going to put you through a 90-minute real estate salesperson's business plan for 12 months. Now, you would pay a lot of money to get this done properly. So we're going to have six gym members that are going to sit through it and they're going to be live doing it with their data. And in addition to that, we're going to have um, the real estate gym members watching these six people and then they'll be able to take the template and do it themselves. So that is next Tuesday at 10 o'clock for the real estate gym members. And this week is Josh Tesselin week starting tomorrow at 10 o'clock. We decode what he's doing. I think he's at 95 sales for the year since January. So good day, Nick Musa. What a great sale we did. Rebecca from Hallmark Buyers Agent. Hit up this girl, hit up this girl. I did some coaching with her during the week. I rate her. I think if you're an agent in the North Shore, Northern Beaches, um, give her time. Anyway, guys and girls, let's get the show on the road. The first agent, the first agent I'm gonna mention out of the nine types is what I call the arsonist. This agent is not a nice agent. The arsonist. Hello, Sanjay. Hello, Karen. The arsonist. The arsonist. Have you ever seen the arsonist in real estate? They're the kind of agent who actually creates damage to others, even though they won't benefit, right? And I'll give you an example of the arsonist. What they'll do is that they'll, they'll do something that will be like an explosion on someone, right? And they will have no self-gain out of it except their sickness in their head. An example of this would be when, when an agent calls a vendor the night before their auction that they've got with another agent and they'll ring them up and they'll say something, yeah, I'm really confident you're going to get $2 million. I've actually spoke to a few buyers that have told me they're coming along knowing very well that that property is probably not going to get anywhere near $2 million. But what they're doing is they'll go in and they'll sabotage it. Now, has anyone ever had an agent that can relate to that? They'll go in and what they'll do is that they will sabotage, sabotage a sale like someone that lights fire. The arsonist will construct, create damage even though there is no personal gain. Other things that they might do is they'll, uh, they'll go off and they'll be quoting really low on a property that they've got for auction that's not far away from another property that another agent has got so they can confuse the buyers as to what property they should go for. They'll give them um, unrealistic hope that they're going to be able to buy a property. So... Um, Guys and girls, that's what I mean by the arsonist. Okay, poor form, and I've got to tell you, those people need to leave real estate. 
That's the arsonist. The next one is what I call the cruncher. You know what the cruncher does? The cruncher goes along and what they do is they actually overprice the listing. They'll tell an owner, oh, we'll get a million dollars for it. No problems. When the property is really only worth 800 to 820. And then what they do is over the next few weeks, they take a sledgehammer. And what they do is they hit and hit the owner. And they have one strategy in life. And that is if they can just sell that person once, they can move on and they don't care about the repeat business effect. They're playing very much the short game. They know that the word is gonna get out there, but they don't care because their style is you quote them high when you list them and then you just crunch them, right? They're called the cruncher. Terrible agents, right? And those agents, you know why they crunch? Because one, they're either a bad person or two, they've never learned the art of doing a perfect listing presentation where they win the listing on process and not on price. And what they've got to do is actually have a tool in place to get that property down to a saleable figure. And they can't do anything else, right, except crunch. That's the cruncher. Let's move on to the next one. And the next one is the rescuer, the rescuer. So Josh Tesselin, starting tomorrow, my boy. By the way, I actually now think Josh Tesselin at 25 years of age, right? I mean, the guy's done over 90 sales from January 1, and that's included the COVID period. I would probably say at that age, he would arguably be the most successful real estate agent in our common, in our, in this current uh, era for people at his age in the world, not in Australia, in the world. So let's move on. And that is, let's talk about, we've done the cruncher and we've done the arsonist. Let me talk about the next one. And the next one is the rescuer. You know what the rescuer does? Hey, Drew, how are you going? Good to see you. You know what the rescuer does? The rescuer tries to rescue every vendor. You know, like the property will be worth like 800 and the owners want like 950 and the rescuer will say, oh, they'll come back to the office. They're really nice people. They're really nice people, you know. We've really got to do the best for them, right? And then what they'll be doing is they get sort of sucked in to the personality of the people and they can't accept when people are saying, hey, but we want to offer 800 when it's only worth 800 they feel like we've got to rescue and save these people hey i'm telling you they're not looking for a new best friend they're looking for a real estate professional to get them sold now i know that there's a lot of nice real estate agents that struggle because they've got this exaggerated need to be liked and appreciated by everyone but i've got to say to you what they're looking for is someone that is actually going to get it from stuck to unstuck. They're not looking for someone that's going to sort of say, don't worry, I'll save you, right? Don't forget it. Guys and girls, you can't control the market. At best, what you can do is influence the market. 
I'll say that again, you can't control the market. At best, you can influence the market by being good at negotiating and marketing and bringing more buyers together. And once you've found a buyer, getting that buyer to pay, you know, the highest price on that property. But you can't. The market sets the market. The market sets the market. Let's keep moving to the next one. And that is the flash one. The flash one is the one that dresses up like they're on the show million dollar listing, right? They actually not only dress up like that, they actually think that they're on the show, right? They think that they're on the show. And the flash one, let me just tell you, the flash one, if, if you are watching, I wanna remind you, you're selling houses in Lakemba for $700,000, number one. Number two, you've gotta understand, you've gotta spend more money on marketing and brand and education than on your clothes, right? Than on your clothes. So, man, I've just got to tell you, and you see a lot of these flash ones, you know? And, you know, the irony of it, some of the really flash ones are doing like 10 sales a year, but they actually dress like they're on a TV show on Netflix or something, right? Don't forget it. If you are the flash one, remember this for a moment. You are the dumbest kid in your class. Don't forget that. And you're not curing cancer. You're listing and selling real estate. Get that through your head. That's the flash one. Let's move on to the next one. And by the way, chill out. It's only real estate. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, I like what Josh is saying. All show, no go, baby. Okay, let's move on. And no socks. Okay. Let's move on to number five, the cowboy. The cowboy, the cowboy is an interesting one. The cowboy is the kind of agent that's shifty, commission breath, says yes to everything, right? Everything's good, yeah, no problems. Yeah, uh, the buyer asks him, has it got uh, has it got uh, parking? Yeah, 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 it's got a garage. Man, when it's probably got uh, parking in the street, right? They've never checked anything out, right? They're the kind of agent that sort of, you know, rounds up numbers. They're, uh, um, you know, uh, is it near the flight path? No. Oh, well, what are those tires on that aeroplane above us? Oh, wow. Ooh, okay, must be in the wrong tour, right? So the cowboy is just all over the shop, no substance, right? And um, all I've got to say to you is, uh, cowboys, get out. The next one that we have is uh, the valuer, the economist. You know the economist or the valuer? And what they're all about is that they sit there and um, they'll just sort of use all these mathematical formulas, you know, to actually come up with values, right? And they'll go off and they'll repeat everything out of the financial review and they'll actually act like they're a financial commentator when you got to remember that's not your job. You can't predict what's going to happen. Which brings me to another point to everyone. Why do people think the only good time to be in real estate is when the market is going up in value? Think about this for one moment, guys and girls. Think about this for a moment. Nearly all purchases that people buy and people sell why do they do it? It's lifestyle. They get divorced. Their kid needs more room. They're moving into a suburb where they want to be near that school. There's a health problem. They're going to another state, right? 
there's been a deceased estate. Someone's died, right? Nearly all transactions are a lifestyle issue. Do you understand that? Nearly all real estate transactions are a lifestyle issue. So what? So what if the market crashes? Your vendor, they don't get a good price. But guess what? When they buy, they don't pay a good price either. So they sell cheap, they buy cheap. Guess what? There was still an agent there. What if the market's booming? It's hot. Yes, they're going to get top dollar. High fives. Great. Let's do the sold by sticker. They're happy. Guess what? When they go buy, they pay top dollar. So guys and girls, it doesn't really matter what the market is doing because most people are transacting for reasons nothing to do with let's buy and sell now and make a dollar. That's not the role of an agent. And I've got to say, when the real estate agent becomes an economist and a valuer, they lose the fact that their job is to be a marketer. Your job is to go off, get a house, market it to the most amount of people. Once you find the best, you actually get them to pay top dollar. That's your job in real estate. Guys, don't forget it. Let's move on to the next real estate agent. Hey, Liam, how are you going? The next real estate agent, let's look at who the next real estate agent is, and that is the builder. You know, the agent that basically is this repressed builder, right? Oh, wow, look at that cowrie pine sit there. I mean, I knew of a real estate agent that actually was so keen that they actually went underneath the house, right? To claim that there was nothing shoddy underneath, that there was no white ants and that the timber was fine. He went under the house himself, right? And guess what? He crawled under in the dark and it was a very, very low level, right? Not much room. And then he forgot which way he came in and started screaming underneath the house. True story. Guys and girls, guys and girls, let me just say to you, that is the builder. The builder's the person that gets far more interested in the building than the people. Let's move on to the next one. The legislator. This is the guy or girl, right? This is the guy or girl that basically all they want to do is become the expert in law right? They're the legislator. They're the legal legal. Let's call them the legal legal, right? Let's go. Actually, by the way, let's do a bit of a repeat, guys, everyone, so you can see. What have we got so far? The first one was the arsonist. The second one was the cruncher. Then we went to the rescuer. Then we came to the flashy... I'm not going to swear. Then we come to the cowboy. Then we had the valuer. Then we have the builder. And let's move on. Now we've got the legal legal. What do they do? They're sitting there and they'll spend six hours going through the contract. Section 47, Special Condition 2. In the event that the purchaser, purchasee in the form of the trust. Listen, pick up the damn phone and speak to a solicitor. You're a real estate agent. 
Don't forget that. Yes, understand the basics, but don't go off and spend four hours online checking every legal thing. I meet those agents all the time, right? They just sit there. Man, let it go. You're not a lawyer. Okay, what do we got now? Number nine, the training junkie. The training junkie is the guy or girl who memorizes every script or dialogue, right? Word for word, right? And what they do is that they bring none of their personality into it. They become a robot and they just think, they'll say this, I'll say that. They'll say this, I'll say that. They'll say this, I'll say that. And then all of a sudden, they say something else and you say, shit, shit, where's my manual? Where's my manual? I mean, I knew a guy, I knew a guy that actually went to a training course and actually read when you're doing door knocking, you knock on the door, it actually said it. It was a Century 21 manual from Charles Tarby. And it actually said, ooh, let me just write that. And it actually said the following. When door knocking, look into their eyes and say, I'm the local real estate agent popping in just to see whether you'd like to know an update on the value of your home using bodily language. Because it had bodily language as a form of what you've got to be doing, this agent thought you actually said using bodily language, right? This, my friends, is the training junkie. This, my friends, is it? Yes, Emil, I should be a, a comedian. Maybe, maybe that's what I should be, after all. A robot. And then we've got, the last we've got is the psychopath. And the psychopath, guys and girls, the psychopath, my friends, is someone that lives a, a really double life an evil one. And you occasionally meet these in real estate for some reason. I think it's the attraction of the money, right? But they're really, they're psychopaths. And um, they create this false facade. And one of those guys is an agent called Jared Baden Clay, who is in prison now in Queensland. I think he actually will get out in the near future, I could be wrong, he's been there a while, but he was a, a, a franchisee in Brisbane, um, and uh, I can tell you, he murdered his wife, he's been charged for murdering his wife, um, he had two beautiful girls, like I've got girls, and uh, so this story really resonated with me, because I felt sorry for him when I saw him on TV, pleading for people to find his wife. You know that 10 or 12 day period when someone goes missing and the husband is pleading for his wife to return when in fact he'd actually murdered her. And in fact, he was having an affair with, I believe, another real estate agent. So the psychopath is one that has a false identity. And um, all I can say to you is that um, they... Uh, well, he does. He belongs in prison. But think about that for a moment. Like, you've killed your wife. Think about it. You moron. You're the prime suspect. Cops know that. Like, seriously, right? Seriously. You are the prime 
suspect. Google that story, by the way. It'll be an interesting one. But my final thing I want to leave you with, you know, I just, I just can't help, you know, the time that my 33 years in real estate, I, I can't help it, but I see people come into real estate and there are people watching this right now. Um, they come into real estate with views of building a magnificent life financially for their family, private education for their school kids, holiday homes, nice cars, the ability to have choices as you get older and have financial freedom. That's what real estate promises. But somewhere along the line, I don't know why this happens, but people get fat, they get sick, their family breaks down, they take substances, and that's not what the plan was. This is very common, and the irony of it all is that many of these people at the end of decades in real estate, and some of them were pretty good, some of these girls and guys, have nothing to show. So my words to everyone here is to understand, don't get seduced into the trap. Don't get fooled into it. Real estate can take everything you have, suck you up and spit you out. It's that kind of industry. It can make your life amazing and it can actually take you to the floor of despair. So I always say to people, you must work harder on yourself than the job because you are the job. Success is an inside job. And that you must constantly be a detective and looking out for the things that can seduce you and take you off course. If you've got clarity, you don't need therapy. Think about that. Guys and girls, if you enjoyed the rant, tag someone, share it. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, Josh, at 10 o'clock. And uh, we love. Let go and let God.